Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony, a Peruvian woman, says she has the world's longest hair at 5 feet 8 inches. I'm Tony Kornheiser. That's longer than Bob Costas. Come on now. Oh, that's cool. No, it's that's great. Cool. Come on, he's a Long Island boy. He's oh, going to be happy. Just man. like when we mention UV, he's happy. When we mention Fratello, he's happy. Costas is going to be happy. I don't know, Bob. I, Bob might... He might throw at your chin the next time he sees you. I'm not sure. Well, that's fair. I wouldn't mind that. But if he throws at my chin, he's got to throw up, doesn't he? Well, <laughs> oh, little PTI, again. boys and girls. Again. In today's episode, the Warriors win. Nick Nurse gets heat for his timeout. And what happens to free agency now? But we begin today with Kevin Durant's injury. The Warriors believe it is a torn Achilles. Durant played just 12 minutes in last night's game before going down with a second injury to his lower right leg. After the game, a tearful GM, Bob Myers, said, quote, I don't believe there's anybody to blame, but I understand this world. And if you have to, you can blame me, unquote. Will Bond, do you blame Myers? No, I don't, Tony. And I know there are many people across the league. I talked to a few last night, including, including other team executives who do blame sort of the Warriors brass, if you will, and as he noted, as Bob noted, he's, he's the team, he's the president of basketball ops. But, Tony, I don't know if this was foreseeable. There's still so, still so much we don't know yet. Um, there were a number of protocols, and Bob Myers had already described some of those to us reporters last night before the game. And there were things that they thought they did that they called precautions and conferring with other physicians and getting second and third opinions. And some other executives, other teams say, well, that wasn't enough. You should never put him out there like that. I know Bob Myers a little bit, and I I feel that he was as sincere as he could be. I don't I don't read anything into that. Now, you can be sincere and it can still be on your plate. I don't know how that works. But, Tony, this this I've never seen anything like that in all the years I've been covering sports for an executive to sit there and say, put this on me. And it's it's got tears in his eyes. Unreal. Tony. Yeah. So, I mean, neither you nor I believe that Kevin Durant would play in this series at all, even when they said Kevin Durant. That's right. That's right. I am not going to blame Bob Myers for this, but there are a few things that need to be noted. One is in the DNA of a great athlete. They want to get out there. Their team is down three to one in a series, and they know that they can turn that around. And these are their teammates. Whether you're going to leave at the end of the year or not, Mike, these are guys you've been with now for three years and you care about them and you want to go out there. But I do recognize the world that we live in. I'm going to say something now that you may disagree with. I can see down the road that this becomes one of those issues that has a racial tinge to it. That somebody says, look at ownership, look at management, look what they did to Kevin Durant. And we're going to have that conversation that you and I sometimes have about football. I think that the social media aspect of this is going to make this the narrative on Kevin Durant and and the Warriors for time to come. Do you agree or disagree? Tony, I hope you're wrong. I fear you are right. And I think there'll be so. Look, in that building last night, there was also talk immediately after the game. That that Durant was pressured. The word pressure was used. Yeah. But I also talked to people who were with Durant, Tony, and said he wanted to play. Wanted to play. Now, now, can both these things be in play? I guess they can. But, man, I, I just, you know, it was so unfortunate to see him go down like that. The, the, just, it's just awful. It and really by is. the way, and this should be mentioned, 
He was great when he was out there. Totally he had 11, 11 points, points in, in 12, 12 minutes. minutes. He could have, that's pace for 44. Tony, Sean Livingston reminded me after the game, he just said, hey, remember, people talked about the narrative of him coming back to help, save, somewhere between help and save us. We, we can't win the game without all his points. That's it right. was a one-point game. It's not just the Warriors and Raptors who were affected by Durant's injury last night. This will ripple throughout the entire league, but may feel like a tidal wave for teams hoping to sign Durant, like the Knicks and the Nets and the Clippers. Durant will still be courted, but the severity of this injury may lead him to stay with the Warriors, whether through his option year for $31 million or a long-term deal worth more than $220 million. Tony, with all of that in mind, where do you think this leaves Durant, the Warriors, and everybody else. I don't know where it leaves the Warriors. I thought they were going to lose Durant. I still think they might lose Durant, although he may take his player option and stay. I don't know where it leaves the league, but this is where I think it leaves Durant. I think he's damaged goods. I mean, I don't know how many people come back from this injury and are as good as they used to be. He's going to be a great shooter because he's always a great shooter. He's going to be unguardable because he's always been unguardable. Will he have the lift? Will he have the speed? Will he have the quickness? These are things that you don't know. So I think his options have narrowed. I hope I'm wrong, but I think his options have narrowed. I think it is prudent for a team to ask itself, how do we know what he's going to be when he comes? Look, you know Washington, D.C., John Wall. People want to get rid of him because he's got a max contract and he has the same injury and they don't know what he's going to be like when he comes back. Tony agreed on all of those things. I I, I will say nobody's come back to be just as good. A couple of people recently have come back close, close, close to as good. But but Tony, you know, let's let's go to the free agency and the ripple around the league. I mean, first of all. If you are the Knicks and the Clippers and the Nets, you, you, what are you saying to yourself today? But I want to talk about the Warriors for a second. Because I know last night, in some of the communication I had with people around the league, the, the, the unanimity was this. Uh, the Warriors are probably giving him $240 million while he's being examined. And there, that's a, there's a certain okay. cynicism well, to that. Well, that's good for him if that's true. Well, but because, Tony, what happens, though, the, the question is, will Durant want that? Would you want to go to another that's team right. where you don't know their medical staff at all and work through this, this where you're going to be out a year? This is my, my point is, when I say his options have narrowed, somebody will give him the money he yes. wants. Is yes. it the team he wants? Right. That's, you know, that's what we don't know at the moment. We don't. And now, finally, we get to last night's game and the projections for the rest of this series. Golden State managed to win last night, overcoming a six-point deficit with three minutes to go as Steph Curry and Klay Thompson did what they do best. They hit threes. Wilbon, was the timeout that Nick Nurse called with three minutes left the wrong call? Is this loss on Nurse? Tony, this was the, you know, this would have been the number one topic coming out of this game. But this, this game was so crazy, so many dramatic elements. The timeout's crazy because they had just gone, they, meaning Toronto, had a, I think it was a 12-2 run. Kawhi Leonard had scored 10 points in a Jordan-like playoff burst. And you're like, oh, oh my God, they're going to win this game and they're going to end this tonight in Toronto with Thousands of people gathered, it seems, on every street corner in Canada, yeah. ready to explode. And then the timeout came, and I know that I, I heard Nick Nurse's explanation, which sounds completely reasonable. He thought his guys were gassed, he didn't want to waste a possession, and he thought he should help them out there. 
But everybody else was second guessing. And the nature of the second guess was, wait a minute, you've got momentum. You've got to make Steve Kerr use his final time out. And you don't give Golden State anything, and that seemed to be the prevailing mood, Tony, around it even after Nurse's explanation. So I'll go three things really quickly. I don't blame him for the timeout. Kawhi Leonard was tired. He's his best player. You've got to make sure he's okay for the rest of the game. Uh, The second point you want to make is I think the Warriors just played great late, and that's what they do. They did. They did exactly what they do. They got guys hit threes. And I have no fault with the last shot, which you didn't bring up. You got a corner it three. It was blocked. I understand, but you got a corner three by an all-star guard, Kyle Lowry. You take that shot because Kawhi Leonard had no shot. And then two That's guys right. are on him. But let me, well, go, let me go forward and, and to say this. If Toronto loses this series, I don't think they will. If they lose this series, given that they will lose two of the la- three in a row and two of the last three at home, it would be the greatest choke job in the history of basketball. And if Golden State wins this series, their core four guys – Right, Iguodala, Green, Curry, and Thompson become gods among men. Yeah, they become no, legendary no players. Tony, let me mention no the Durant. play. Let me mention the play that was almost as important as the as the two threes by Clay Thompson and the one and the three by Curry, and that is Draymond Green calling an audible like team. a quarterback. Double team. and he says, "Go now!" And that yep. was the the key, the signal for Iguodala to step up and join Clay Thompson and double team Kawhi Leonard. Why? Because they know Leonard is not going to force a play. He doesn't right. do that. No, he's, he's going to move the ball. He, has, he, the, he has the mentality of LeBron James to move Man. the ball. That's so, right. And Tony. so, Tony, two great defensive plays in one great. sequence. Yeah. The double team and Draymond Green getting a, a fingernail on that shot. Every day, Tony, moving to baseball, we talk about home runs. And here we go again without the bat flip issue to sidetrack us. The Diamondbacks and Phillies combined to hit 13 home runs last night in one game. More homers than had ever been hit in a single game, regardless of innings played. Buster only noted this morning that just six years ago, only one team reached 200 home runs in that season. Right now, 22 teams are on pace to hit 200 or more. Tone, do you feel like I do that we're watching something completely artificial? No, I don't think we're watching something artificial. I don't think the ball is juiced. I don't think all of that stuff is going on. But I think we're watching something different. I really do. I had this conversation a few weeks ago with our friend Richard Justice of MLB.com. And I remember what Richard said. He said, the smart guys have taken over baseball and they've won. And what he meant by that was we are now watching, in our oldest and and most cherished sport, baseball, we're watching a different way that it's being played offensively. People are being taught, go for home runs. They're changing the way people swing because the ball's coming in, Mike, at 100 miles an hour. And if you hit it in full contact, it's going to go out. And I, I think that that's what we are seeing, that people are trying to hit home runs and they will strike out trying. They'll either hit them or strike out trying. That's what we have now. Tony, I think we have something totally different. I think we have as phony uh, age, the beginning of one in baseball now as we had during the steroid era. And it's because the ball is juiced. Now, we're not going to take my word for this. I had a conversation with Rick Sutcliffe last week. Um, and it was on a Chicago radio show, Wild and Sylvie, who you know. Yep. Give them a plug because they have Sutcliffe all the time. And Sutcliffe, we, we need to talk to Rick Sutcliffe because here's a guy 
who, who pitched in sort of a cross eras, if you will. And he talks about the stringing of the baseball. And Tony, look, I stood next to players and they keep, Cal Ripken used to do this. He'd have multiple balls from different years and he would just drop them. And one ball would be like a super ball. Another would be like a pillow. And the balls now, Tony, I believe Rick Sutcliffe, I believe these balls are strung differently, tighter, wound tighter. I believe there is a... Let me ask you one question. Would it help if more people threw 80-mile-an-hour curveballs because you couldn't necessarily jack that pitch up? Well, isn't that the what used to help, The only defense shouldn't be 100 miles an hour. Right, that, right. That's breaking what I'm saying. Pitches. We talked about a breaking pitch last week at 86 breaking pitches that you and I know were in the 70s. They were like batting practice. Can you take them out? that was the antidote to being taken deep. This is what I'm saying. Let's take a break. Coming up, Anthony Davis wants the Lakers or the Knicks. Which would be better for the NBA? And who is more likely to win this week's U.S. Open? Tiger or Rory? Toss-up is next. I just don't think you can muscle out an 80-mile-an-hour fastball. Well, people should throw more of them. They should, but they Pardon the interruption is brought to you by New Copper Tone Sport Clear. Clear. Cool. Protected. Let's consider the secret life of the innermost nesting doll. Living most of her life in the dark inside the other nesting dolls, she has plenty of time to think, if she could. Sadly, she has no brain. However, when an innermost nesting doll hears that Geico not only saves people money, but also has been providing great service for over 75 years, she thinks it's obvious you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Pity the innermost nesting doll and her lot in life. It is time for Toss Up, and here's how it works. The producer asks a question. I give the correct answer, and then Wilbon says things as well. What's first? Toss-up, more likely to win this week's U.S. Open, Tiger or Rory? Rory was great last week in Canada on the weekend. He was minus 15 on Saturday and Sunday, but again, that was in Canada. Shot 61. You know, yeah, 64-61. In Canada, this is in Pebble Beach. Rory's twice started at Pebble Beach and missed the cut both times in tournaments. Tiger won at Pebble Beach once. He was minus 12. The next closest person was plus three. He lapped the field that year. So, I mean, you know, I'm going to say it's Tiger who's great in the U.S. Open. All right. You know, I just not even try to be phony about this. I'm rooting for Tiger and Phil. Maybe this time more Phil, Tony, than Tiger. So he can get the career slam. Phil's not in the the question here. But but I I know. I get that. I got a right-hand candidate. Okay. But Tony. The thing about Tiger that worries me is driving with these pinched fairways. And if we are to believe the rough is higher than yeah. ever yeah. at Pebble. You and I have played Pebble. There was no rough. There's no rough. Mike, I mean, there's very little. And now they have done this thing to it. The U.S. Tiger is really smart. He'll take three wood or two iron. He's really smart. You think he'll play like he used to in, Britain, in Great Britain, huh? The British Open? Yes. Next. Okay. Toss up. Where will Anthony Davis get traded? His choice of the Lakers or Knicks or the field? So we talk about the Lakers and the Knicks because apparently, through a report in The Athletic, Anthony Davis has narrowed his preferred list to the Knicks and the Lakers. David Griffin doesn't have to give a hoot about Anthony Davis's preferred list. This is a one-year rental situation. He can send him wherever he wants. If the Lakers or the Knicks come up with the best offer, he goes there. But I'm going to take the field on this one. Because I think there's 20 or 27 other teams in play. I'm going to take the field, too, Tony. First of all, the Knicks don't have they got nothing. anybody nothing. I want. No. 
I mean, he's already outlined, you know, a young all-star. Huh? They don't have it. A player who's young and might be an all-star. No, huh? they don't have it. So what are they, the they Knicks? I mean, come on, I mean, really. I mean, I hope the, the Knicks can do fine in the draft and fine in signing somebody. But no, no. in terms of trade, I'm going with the field as well. He didn't have to help the Lakers. I no. mean, David Griffin isn't beholden. If they cared about the Lakers, they would have made the trade already. They don't but, want yeah. them either. Next. Toss-up, who would you rather have in net for tomorrow night's Game 7, Jordan Bennington or Tuka Rask? So Bennington's bounce backs have been great in the regular season and the playoffs after a loss. He's 13-2 and with a 1-8-3 goals against. Stop her. It's, it's fantastic. But I'm going, I'm going with Rask because in the playoffs so far, he's got the most shutouts. He's got the best goals against. He's got the highest save percentage. He's playing at home or at least as, as close to home as you can have if you're finished. I mean, because you get on that Helsinki all-night plane and you go home. Rask. You know what? Everything says Rask. Everything says Boston home ice. It appears they're the better team. We People we've talked to, better team, right? Well, Melrose, certainly. Uh, yeah. Barry, Barry so, yeah. certainly said that since we – Tony, I'm going to go with Bennington. Really? The hot goaltender. He's a stopper. Well, 13 and 2. The other 13 guy's and 2 after the losses, huh? Do you not listen to what I said. The other guy's the best goaltender in the playoffs. I, 13 and 2. I'm listening to that. Next. Last one. Which fight are you more interested in seeing again? Canelo Triple G or Joshua Ruiz? All right, I'm going to speak for Wilbon and me in this. If you have a great heavyweight fight, there's nothing like it. Nothing, Everybody baby. loves a great heavyweight fight. Yes, sir. Do you have great heavyweights here? No, you do not. One guy looks like he's delivering beer, okay? So he's not great heavyweights. The other two guys are great fighters, and they fought twice already, and they've been pretty great fights. So in this case, it's like you're asking me, would I like to see Hagler and Hearns again? Would I like to see Leonard and Hagler? In the absence of heavyweights, the answer is yes, it's Triple G and Canelo. Tony, I agree with what you said about nothing like heavyweight fight. And I'm going to take these two guys, too. I talked to Max Kellerman for a while last night in Toronto, probably Name doing dropper. some video review. And, Tony, I mean, I wanted to see the heavyweights fight again. Anyway, I know Joshua has a glass jaw. Yeah. I know Ruiz, yeah. his body fat looks like it's my body fat. I, I don't understand In this. the old days. But, Tony, there's something irresistible about that. You know it. These I, guys can hit you and knock you into I know, next week. I know. But I want to watch fight? them. A rem- I want to watch that rematch. All right. That's it. Well done. crazy. I win. Let's take one last break. The U.S. women's team drops the hammer in their World Cup opener. There was a hammer all right. Two yeah. hammers. And did three people really deserve to get tossed in this baseball scuffle last night? I had Thailand plus 11. Happy time, people. Happy 80th birthday, Sir Jackie Stewart, one of the greatest race car drivers of all time, and for many years, the analyst on the great tape-delayed ABC coverage of the Indianapolis 500. Stewart came back into our lives last year with that wonderful Heineken commercial, which features a montage that's so charming of his life and which ends with Stewart turning down a beer and saying, no thanks, still driving. That is, I must admit, the first time I saw that commercial, that was like, it earned a standing ovation. I was in a group of people, Tony. It is so well done. Good for him. Happy anniversary, Michael Jordan. On this day 22 years ago, Jordan scored 38 points against Utah in what was dubbed the flu game. Well, then, you game. always get angry when we refer to this as the flu game. Yes. You don't think he had the flu? It's not about what I thought he had. It wasn't called that. It's the sick game. First of all, it could have been food poisoning. People talked about bad pizza. He was sick. He was done. It's one of the great performances of all time by whatever name. Happy trails to Joe Musgrove and Josh Donaldson, the Pirates starter and the Braves third baseman, respectively. 
rejected last night for yelling at each other. Musgrove brushed Donaldson's shirt with an inside pitch. And as he walked to take his base, Donaldson said to Musgrove, what are you looking at? And Musgrove responds, I'm not looking at you. You're looking at me. And then the bench is empty. Nothing really happens and both players get ejected. The Braves got the last laugh, pounding Musgrove's replacement for eight runs and winning the game 13-7. And the moral of the story is, just let the kids play, right, Rob? I guess, Tony, but Donaldson's a tough guy. Did you see how he just threw that catcher and all his equipment off of him? I'll take Donaldson in the foxhole. Well, I hope you're not in there together. I hope it works out better for all of us. Let's go to the big finish. (laughs) The United States Women's World Cup team beat Thailand 13 to nothing in their opener. Your thoughts? Alex Morgan had five goals. That's great. When does the tournament really start now? I mean, seriously. Dallas Keuchel pitched six scoreless, seven scoreless in his A-ball debut for the Braves. A-ball, it's like high school kids. Are you impressed by that? I am because he hasn't had live pitching in months. I mean, that, that's much better than I thought he was going to do. The Memphis Grizzlies hired Bucks assistant Taylor Jenkins as their head coach. Is that a good hire? Well, it comes from the bud, the coach bud tree, and so did Quinn Snyder and Kenny Atkinson. Hey, you know, they did some playoff success. Even Kenny Atkinson in the, the Brooklyn this year. Cam Newton showed off a more compact throwing motion in minicamp today. Break it down, Tom. It was more compact. It was quite compact. It was rather compact. <laughs> Last one, your boy Justin Bieber yeah. challenged Tom Cruise to an MMA fight. Who you got? I would love it if Tom Cruise, who's more than twice Bieber's age, put a beat down on him. A beat down. Out of time. Trying to do better the next time. And I'm Tony Kornheiser. Don't tell me you're taking Bieber. No. And I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcast. Nick and Ben Coffee. Shout out. <laughs>